Nice to see you. Good to be back. My name is Dean, and here we go. Oh. Hello to Lachlan Cross, who joins us from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Good to see you, Lachlan. How are you, sir? Good, good. Can I clear something up quickly? Sure. Yeah, please. This is a Rush Socks shirt that you can okay. get on the locker room merch mm-hmm. page. Mm-hmm. Send me a note. I'll fire you the link if you would like to purchase one. I just don't want, because you can only see Rush, and when we connected for the first time you you were like why are you wearing a rush shirt i hate rush that's, what, that's what you said no. you said that you said i despise that band and all the members except the drummer rest in peace uh, you said that uh no but i didn't but continue and i'll correct you after go ahead and so i just don't i've i have had a disdain for rush my whole life since the late nineties, I have actually refused to play the band on my show a couple of times. He, the band has slipped in. They might um, sneak we, a, like a Tom Sawyer in there or a little roll the bones. Uh, no, what'll happen is I won't be paying attention. And like Grant will like slide a tune in or something. Okay. Um, so it's an official sort of strategy of the show. The locker room is a rush free show. And yeah, so listen, everybody knows if you're just joining the podcast for the first time, Lachlan's a radio host, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the host of the locker room, 957cruisefm.ca. He does this podcast with me in the afternoon out of altruistic reasons. Uh, anyway, he's got a show. And on his show, what he does is he's like, I don't like Rush, so I'm not playing any Rush. So that's a little backstory to further what you're saying here. We're bringing people We did along play Rush we the week that Neil Pertellers. The week that Neil Pert passed away, about five, six years ago, yeah, which was sad. Listen, I am not denying them their right in in the hierarchy of musicianship for Canadian rock and roll. Dude, dude, before you continue. All of them. Dude, Neil, Alex, friend of mine, and, and Getty, never met him. Never met Neil, no Alex, nicest guy in the world. Like yes. easily one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet, Alex Lifeson. It was a very question. uncomfortable interview. I had to interview him one time. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. he probably didn't like you. He loves me. We golf together. So yeah, anyway. Does he know you hate his band? Of course he does. He does. He know, doesn't know I hate them. So do you want to hear a story? I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Anyway, we'll get into Rush the band, which I don't understand. So we're golfing. This is like 20 years ago. I'm golfing with my buddy Bane. He's like, hey, my friend Alex is going to join us. I'm like, yeah, great. So get off the radio one morning, show up to the golf course, Angus Glen, beautiful Markham, Ontario, Unionville, Ontario, Canada. Uh, show up, meet this guy. He's golfing with us. Looks great. Really nice guy. He's like, I'm Alex. I'm Dean. Nice to meet you. So we're on like the third hole. This is where I live. No. The, I shit you not. You're three holes in and you three don't know. Holes in. And Alex is asking me about my work. He's like, I love your show. And I'm like, oh, this guy's a fan. This guy's a fan of mine. So I'm bigging myself up. I'm riding around with this guy in his 50s. He's like, love your show. Love what you do. Then he says to me, you know, we we recorded a song about the radio station you work at years ago. I go, who's we? Spirit of Radio. That song. Fuck. That and is go, about the edge. Oh, yeah. He goes, we, the band, the band that I'm in. I go, oh, that's nice. You're in a band. <laughs> 
<laughs> he goes, I am. And I go, what's the name of your band? Like I, I, and I'm, I'm no. sarcastic. I'm being like Mr. Sarcasm. I'm like, what's the name of your cute band fella? And he's a pretty flying good trees, I'm, right? Death metal Eagles of 96. Like what's the name of your cool band fella? He goes, shit, you not. And I'm standing there with, and we're on like the third tee. He goes, Oh, it's a band called rush. And I went like this. Oh, ah, oh. That's a hard pivot. Well, like, then I get so I get up to the ball. I don't, and it's it's now deathly quiet. And I look back at Alex, and he's looking at me like this. <laughs> like you had no idea who you were golfing with, did you? I go. This is no one of the greatest moments of all time. So how anyway, you not told me this story, dude? So I feel like a massive asshole, like just a huge loser, right? Because I'm not a fan of the band. Guys, like, yeah, we recorded a song about your radio station. Did pretty well back in the seventies and eighties. You know, we sold out Russian Rio, five hundred thousand people. No big deal. Uh, we don't play with anybody. Oh, and every musician in the world loves us. Like, serious musician in the world loves our band. Like, if you know anything about Rush, anything about Dave Grohl, anything about Nirvana, anything about world changing rock Tool. bands, Tool, that's Tool. Danny, Rush is Danny Tool's is massive. So it starts to click. I'm walking down the third, the third fairway now. And I look at my buddy Bane and I'm like, God rest his soul. I go, uh, you probably should have told me that Alex, the guy we're golfing with is Alex Lifeson from the band rush, dude. Like you probably should have said something. He goes, dude, I didn't tell him who we were golfing with this morning. And he figured it out. And he's been asking you questions for three holes. You just look like a selfish asshole. And I'm like, I feel like one. I feel to, like to be person. fair to Bane, I never met him. But yeah. as a radio host, you probably should have known who Alex Lifeson was. Well, he didn't include the last name. He's like my buddy Alex. No, 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 like, no, no. Right. No. You should have known who he was. <laughs> Here's the best part. We get to the fourth tee. And I like very little talk on the first hole. I don't even Alex have a story me, as embarrassing as this. Alex lets me off the hook. He goes, Dean, it's okay. I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. I did He goes, I'm really glad you had no idea who he, who I was. He goes, it's, it's sometimes it's tough being me. A little He's refreshing. Scared. Yeah. He goes, it's awesome. I'm really glad because you've heard of the band. I go, Oh, absolutely. Heard of the band. I couldn't name you one of your songs because I don't like the band. <laughs> and he's like, get in here and give me a hug. Gives me a big hug. He goes, I'm going to golf with you for a long time. We played golf like 20 other times after that because it's like, I don't know. It's just Alex to me, right? And well, so it's not that, that kind of shine there. But when you tell Rush fans that you golfed with Alex Lice and they're like, <gasps> I don't get nervous. Again, I've never been a jock sniffer, right? Like I'm not. Uh, people are people. You get famous story. No, no. Listen, but I, I was so nervous about interviewing Alex because I have been promoting a no rush show for years. Like at the time I interviewed him, it was probably 20 years of this. That's a tough one to explain because Alex is a guy who knows, like if someone comes in, he'll know who's coming in to meet him. Well, it's interesting because we didn't really broach it, but yeah. I think he knew. I could tell by the way he sort of handled the interview 
that he was dealing with somebody that wasn't probably necessarily a fan. And I probably wasn't asking the right questions, right? Like, you know, what guitar pick did you use on this song? Right. Yeah. And I, and I got to tell you, he is such a nice guy. And from what I've heard, all three members are really nice guys. Neil. Most down to earth dudes Aswick. you'll ever meet in. And he's your, apparently Neil's a really quiet, nice guy. Neil was quiet. Neil was, Neil was really quiet. quiet. Yeah. Um, a lot Alex of loss did. in Neil's life. Tons, daughter, wife, and then you oh, passed away a couple of years ago, and his daughter and wife passed away real close together. It's a fascinating story. It he is. I just think for the rest of uh, you know what, what would be until he was done, he was like, "I'm just gonna go everywhere on my motorcycle." So he would literally get off stage, get on his motorcycle, go to the next town. Yeah. Um, and he rode his motorcycle for like two years until he was like, "Okay, I'm done grieving." Uh, he's an incredible story, and the, and these guys are beloved, not just in Canada. Yeah, but here in this area where they're from, where they live, and Alex has been incredibly supportive of us, supportive of me, supportive of me in the face of disinformation with the Canada Proud stuff. Uh, so it, it, you know, uh, really, really happy you wore that shirt on this podcast today that says "Rush Sucks." Really nice of you. Well, sometimes I don't think take it off before I speak or make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we missed a lot. You were gone. We missed a ton of shit. Like you missed Alexei Navalny just a long being week? murdered by Putin. Missed that. Uh, John Stewart announced his return. He's lighting it up. You missed that. You missed a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I know we talked about it last week, but this story of this family, the Veenstras family. This is the, this is the family that went from Canada. Can't find to, to escape the lot. They're. Yeah, to escape all the gays in Canada because they don't like, uh, well, let's give you a refresher. This is something you missed. This is a Canadian family. Now, this is huge news in Canada. People have been trying to find the family members that belong to these people to interview them for the past like week. It's now on Daily Chaos, CNN. It's everywhere. We talked about it last week. I want to bring it back this week. If you remember, we told you about the Veenster family, Canadian family that literally bought the lie in Canada, the big lie is not the insurrection in Canada. The big lie is everything underneath that. Like, you know, trans kids are going to turn your kid, trans teachers are coming, all that stuff. The gays, the left wing ideology, gen radical woke, gen, all the shit that Pierre Polyev says in every rally, <clears throat> they believe it all. So several months ago, they decided to sell everything and they took an offer from Russia. The offer was, if you come to Russia to teach us how to farm, we'll give you jobs, give you equipment, give you a house. Just come on over. Come on over. So the dude's like, and and by the way, the linchpin here is this family is a family of Orthodox Christians, people that believe the Bible to the letter of the law. You know, the the people that 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 get up in the morning and they pray and they're in church every day and their kids wear certain clothes and boys have to sit over here, girls have to sit over there, that kind of Orthodox Christian bullshit. So bottom line is, is that they went. And as we heard last week, there was a Ukrainian reporter who was laughing at them, a family of 10. Obviously, they're Christians. They don't believe in rubbers or contraceptives. So they got like eight kids. But uh, we have an update. Let's just get a refresher and I'll get you to the update because this is now a massive story in this country. Watch this. Today, let's talk about a Canadian family that has eight children that sold everything they had in Canada and moved to Russia. The Arendt Feistry family, I hope I pronounced that correctly, moved to Nizhny Novgorod region of the Russian Federation a month ago from Canada 
to raise their eight children in the spirit of orthodox values away from the LGBTQ plus community. Well, Canada is not the same country it used to be, and we didn't feel safe for our children there in the future anymore. There's a lot of uh, left left wing ideology, LGBTQ, trans, um, just a lot of things that we don't agree with that they teach there now and we wanted to get away from that for our children. Also for economic reasons, for farming, better opportunities, uh, we felt Russia was best. Uh, Russia also has uh, the strength to stand up against Western pressures and uh, yeah, I, I think it'll stand on its own and it'll keep that stuff away for many, many, many years. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. Io. Back to the show. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's Aaron Veenstra is his name. A-R-E-N-D, I believe is his first name. Veenstra, V-E-N-S-T-R-A. He and his lovely wife uh, believed everything they read on Facebook, believed everything that the church told them, believed everything Pierre Polyev told them, decided that, and this is, their family was like begging them not to go. Okay, these are the short strokes. And they're like, you know what? We had a vision from God the night before last, and we're out of here. He's telling us to move to Russia. So oh, I hate this. Sold their story. farm. It makes me sick. They sold their farm, sold another house they had in whatever town that they live near, cashed in all their real estate, sold all their farm equipment, and moved to Russia. Landed in Russia, gave that press conference, sees bright eyed, bushy tailed. And his reasoning behind it was, gotta, Canada's teaching people how to be gay. and We're Orthodox Christians. Homie, don't play that. Gay is a sin. By the way, he's got eight kids. Chances are at least one of them is gay. Maybe more, according to the numbers in analytics and ratios. Anyway, that's another story. They'll have to deal with that at some point, if indeed anybody can find him, because here's the catch. I'm sure they'll deal with it appropriately. I'm sure they will. Get out of here. Um, that's why parental rights are not a thing. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But my point is this, what has happened since that interview is they have had all their bank accounts frozen, money drained, all the money they brought over in the sale of all their real estate to move to this country to get away from the gays and left wing, whatever. Wasn't specific. He just hated it here. And he thought freedom would be over there. What does that freedom look like? They've got no money, can't access electronics, have had all of their social media accounts frozen. His blog is now not being updated, and the family cannot find them. Is he on the front line? Some say. Uh, has he been has he been tagged as a foreign asset? Some say, or a foreign spy? Some say. But the bottom line here is this guy got catfished to go to Russia to live out that orthodox dream that's being sold to everybody in this country under the banner of LGBTQ two tyranny, all that other shit. There's a, you know, the, the gay phobic, it's like, like we're some kind of gay dictatorship over here. So I'm forcing everybody to be gay, which is fucking ridiculous, which is what he thinks, which is what everybody's been told. 
And so he, as a preventative measure, goes over there, believes what this Russian government tells him, and is promptly sewered the second he lands. The last entry his wife had in the blog was like, we got we got fucked. We got screwed. This isn't going the way we thought it would. Shocker. So Shocker. Now, do you know what the efforts are of the family to to get them back? No. Like, uh, they're just the family panicking. A lot of people are like, why are you doing this? He, in the extended interview, which you can get a crier, it's uh, the whole story's up a crier. It's the whole 13-minute YouTube interview. On uh, the extended version, you can hear him say, because some of the reporters are like, what, do you, what did your family think of you moving to Russia for a better life? Yeah, some people encourage it. Most of the people think we're crazy. Wow. There you go. Crazy's reward. You won, dude. You know what would be great? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel zero sympathy for him. I, I'm I feel st- I'm zero disgusted. sympathy for his family. I feel really? z- none. Zero. I feel none. For the kids, uh, I do. I, the for kids, him and his I wife, do. I feel nothing. Nothing. Other, And here's the other thing. There's approximately, and, and, and Russia is clandestinely trying to get Canadians to move there and Americans. They're trying to tell people it's a better place so they can put those interviews online as, as a form of compromise, as a form of propaganda to try to convince other people that what Russia is doing is in the better interest of the world and religious global unions. Like that's what they're trying to do. So, but when they get there, and this isn't the first Canadian this has happened to, there's been several. And there's been lots of Americans this has happened to. We just don't see those stories because they don't get out of Russia. This one came through Ukraine, and it came through a Telegram channel. That man and his wife had a YouTube channel that is now debunked, defunct. It does not work. So that is how we got that information. And here's the thing. I hope they all go. I hope that the million or so morons in this country that somehow think that Canada is a dictatorship that's forcing people to become gay that's left-wing, too left-wing for them. And they're like, you know what? Russia sounds like a great place. I will help you get there. We should start a, We should get government grants for those people. We should be filling U-Hauls and putting them on Maersk ships and sending those no. people over there and saying, you know what? You go live your greatest life and you roll the dice and you see what happens if no. you hate it here that much. I know you say no. I know you say no because we're wired differently. Because, got a well, little because more kids are involved. Because what's happened to those kids? Who knows? That's the sins of the parents. Dude, Aaron Veenstra and his wife, I believe her name is Julie, are fucking idiots. Anybody that believes any of that stuff is a fucking idiot. When you take action and you move your family of 10 there because you think they're going to preserve any one of your rights in a theocratic dictatorship, I don't care what Abrahamic faith decides that country's dictatorship. If you move there, they will take your shit. They will send you to the front lines. They will take your children. They will starve you, and they will remove every ounce of who you were from you. That is from every state department in the United States and around the world of every democratic country. That's the warning they're giving people today because of people like the Veenstras. And over here, we've got political parties going, yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give any more aid to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Putin's standing up for family values. Man, oh, man. If that is family values and you people buy it, you deserve everything you have coming your way. God bless your children, though. Dude. You know what I think we should do is we should send Tucker Carlson over there to interview those families. What a piece of shit he is. Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't feel an ounce of complicity 
like some responsibility for that family, for Nalvani's death, for any of this, because of how you have actually tried to paint that country in Western society, then I, I don't, then he's, he's lot like he's completely lost. Like, I don't know how, how, how does that man get up and look himself in the mirror? If he's hearing these stories like that, um, that's why he was sent there, dude. He was sent there to make Russia look to add place to add to it. Love to go. Let's well, he empowered relive. Putin. He's he's totally. he's in part responsible for Alexei Nalvani being killed. Totally for sure. Like, look how close it was to him going over. There. Putin is interviewed by Tucker Carlson, who's Four days one of later, the most recognized. Yeah, and a week later, boom, he goes and and kills his biggest opponent. Yeah, because he literally was given, and this is what people don't understand about what Elon Musk has done, okay? And it's very hard for people to understand. They're like, oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. It's Russia. It's Russia. It is Russia. And who do you think came up with MAGA the movement? Donald Trump? No, Russia did. This is one of the greatest psyops in the world. And you should be paying attention to the same thing with Maple MAGA. Who do you think tags in these different politicians that share the same religious conservative values? That's the conduit. Let me just play this clip for you one more time. This is Tucker Carlson trying to tell people groceries over here are cheap. And man, oh, man, they've got great stuff. You should come over here. It's awesome. America sucks like that. This, this is, is literally a fucking. This is a tourism move here. Promotional video that apparently what I've heard, he was paid six and a half million U.S. for. Watch this. I went from amused to legitimately angry. Um, so we were guessing what this would cost. Everybody hears from the United States by groceries, and we didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the cart what we would actually eat over a week. And we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And that's when you start to realize that ideology maybe doesn't matter as much as you thought, corruption. If you take people's standard of living and you tank it through filth and crime and inflation and they literally can't buy the groceries they want at that point maybe it matters less what you say or whether you're a good person or a bad person you're wrecking people's lives in their country and that's what our leaders have done to us and coming to a russian grocery store the heart of evil and seeing what things cost and how people live it will radicalize you against our leaders that's how i feel anyway radicalized Oh, radicalized. We live in a like, oh, upside down world. Yeah, big time. What's going on? What Russia's is got a fifth going? column in North America, dude? That like this is what people don't understand. They're not buying it. Like this is not regular. This is not politics as usual. This is no. Russia with a fifth the, the column thing is, into North America, literally telling everybody it sucks over there. It sucks. You know there. what? You go Honestly, there. the thing that bothers me the most about this is that it is so, so bizarre. It is like, listen, and I've said this and I've tried to articulate my feelings about our current state. Something has to give. It, it, it really does. Something has to give here in, in this country. Um, the cost of living keeps going up and our public officials keep 
adding uh, layers and layers of taxes. And what you're getting is you're getting a radicalization of our country. And it doesn't help that it's the propaganda from Tucker and and this fifth column, as, as you're referring to it, Dean. It doesn't help that that's easing its way in. People are having a tough time right now. And there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. Every time I turn the news on, we're writing another check for for something, or there's some layer of tax coming, or my booze is going to cost more, or it's just, it's endless. It's nonstop. No one's getting in the way of the cost of living in this country, Dean. And it's starting, it's starting to get to a point where these idiots are moving to Russia. So I, I'm, I feel bad because... I'm angry at the lack of effort on the part of our public officials to actually do something proactive to combat the cost of living based on some moral high ground that they take, whether, and listen, I don't want to get into a carbon tax conversation. Like every time I turn on the news, somebody's doing something for the betterment of our society and it's costing us a billion dollars. And what we're doing is we are splitting this country in two. And I try to have a balanced approach to this podcast and the content that I am a part of. It's it's so difficult to watch, and it's so difficult not to jump on one side or the other in, in these conversations. It's getting wildly difficult to present something from the middle. John, John Stewart is back. He's, yeah, he's back, dude. Like I was so pumped to find out that he was coming back to do one yeah. day a week. I think he might be going to two because of the reaction and the response. Because he's an assassin. He's we like need one him. of those dudes. We, that we, we, we need him. Need. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. We need his. But even he, I, I watched a clip from last night's show today, where he just basically skewered Tucker Carlson. Like if Tucker ever gets a chance to see that and actually can get a hard on for the next month, he's. He's like he's a psychopath. Can like, I can I play the clip? Can I play the clip? Let me play the clip and of then, him skewering Tucker Carlson, yeah, dude. Yes. It was it was all well. but, but what before you play it? Yeah, even John Stewart has hinted at the difficulty of of actually trying to have a balanced conversation in the world that I was hoping that things would cool down. They're not. It's getting worse and worse, and both sides will not let go, and all it's doing is it's blowing our country up. It, it really is, it, Dean. I don't know the... I don't know the... I don't know the word the, yeah, the way back. but a lot of that's engineered, man. Like that's the thing is it you know I you see it. people yeah, they're, it, but- they're telling you who to hate and why to hate. And Tucker Carlson is a great example of that, where he's misrepresenting literally the world's biggest dictator in his shit ass country, which is effectively a third world country, saying you should move here. Groceries are cheap. Anyway, John Stewart last night, to your point on the Daily Show, crushed it. Three minutes and seventeen seconds. I want everybody to sit tight and listen to this. Because it's brilliant. If you're watching it on YouTube, Cryer Media or Dean Blundell Show on YouTube, you can literally see a man who gives a shit turn Tucker Carlson inside out. His entire narrative about shopping carts and groceries in the face of what we're looking at, which is what we're talking about, which is literally a fifth column of a fascist country operating with impunity in North America. 
but this is a great clip. Stay it's with bizarre. me three minutes. Watch the it's whole thing. Bizarre. Does Russia have a subway station that normal people use to get to work and home every single day that's nicer than anything in our country? There's no graffiti. There's no filth. There are no foul smells. That's a f nice subway. That's a very... <laughs> Although, to be fair to the New York City system, uh, it was constructed in 1904 out of urinal cakes. <laughs> by the great engineer Giuseppe Pisa everywhere. <laughs> but point taken, it's a very nice subway. But the subway, that's only one thing. So we thought it would be interesting to take a look at a contemporary, modern-day, 2024 Russian grocery store. Ooh. Go on. All right. Here we go. So I guess you put in 10 rubles here, and you get it back when you put the cart back. So it's free, but there's an incentive to return it and not just bring it to your homeless encampment. I know I've said this before. You're such a dick. <laughs> now, I didn't realize... Um, really, truly, like, a dick. I didn't realize America's homeless problem is caused entirely by easy access to grocery carts. <laughs> I had all my stuff in my house, uh, but I didn't know I could just put it on wheels. It's so much easier. This is the uh, grocery cart escalator. This is designed, I'm figuring this out now, where the wheels don't move, they lock on the grocery cart escalator. Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> oh. Forest. <laughs> An escalator for the grocery cart, and the doors open automatically. Oh, Mother Russia. Now, Russia is famous for its bread, which is one thing I can assess pretty well. Look at that. It's fresh, too. Look at that. Oh, come on. Mm. <laughs> The uh, guy really likes bread. Uh, I hate to think what would have happened if he had found a bagel. But hey, if being a free speech warrior means you have to bang the occasional sourdough. <laughs> but our time is limited. Could you drive home the purpose of your deception on this trip in the most cynical way possible, please? We didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the car where we would actually eat over a week. And we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. Radicalized. <laughs> and it will radicalize you unless you understand basic economics. See, $104 for groceries sounds like a great bargain unless you realize Russians earn less than $200 a week. But that's the kind of context that a 
What did you call yourself earlier? A journalist would have provided. But here's the reality. You f***ing know all this because you aren't as dumb as your face would have us believe. Perhaps if your handlers had allowed, you would have seen there is a hidden fee to your cheap groceries and orderly streets. Ask Alexei Navalny or any of his supporters. In Vladimir Putin's Russia, political repression is everywhere. And hundreds have been arrested for daring to honor Navalny so publicly. Right. Because the difference between our urinal-caked, chaotic subways and your candelabra'd beautiful subways is the literal price of freedom. But the goal that Carlson and his ilk are pushing is that there's really no difference between our systems. In fact, theirs might be a little bit better. The question is, why? Why is Tucker doing this? Here's why. It's because the old civilizational battle was communism versus capitalism. That's what drove the world since World War II. Russia was the enemy then. But now they think the battle is woke versus unwoke. And in that fight, Putin is an ally to the right. He's their friend. Unfortunately, he is also a brutal and ruthless dictator. So now they have to make Americans a little more comfortable with that. I mean, liberty is nice, but have you seen Russia's shopping carts? <laughs> and Tucker would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling assassins. In a statement to the New York Times, Carlson said, quote, it is horrifying what happened to Navalny. The whole thing is barbaric and awful. No decent person would defend it. Correct. No decent person would. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. There you go. Fucking powerful shit. Right? Yeah. Think about that. We need him and back. We need, we need a John Stewart back. We need a bunch of those guys back. We yeah. need a bunch of people to legitimately go, hey, everyone, your support for against Ukraine is your support for a guy that loves murdering people. 500,000 people have died in Ukraine in the past year and a half. 500,000. 500,000. We got people in this country, stupid fucking morons. 
and brain dead people and people with bad intentions that are sitting here telling you as a Canadian that that's an option, that what he says is the truth. And it hides behind a bunch of stuff, hides behind mm-hmm. conservatism, hides behind different conservative values and different governments, and it hides behind religion. And I've been trying to ring this bell for I don't know how fucking long. And everybody out there is like, mm, nah, you can speak. I feel crazy saying these things. I feel insane. I watched this documentary on QAnon yesterday, Jim Stewart's from the Radicalized podcast, who's been ringing the QAnon bell because he was part of this alternative reality gaming program, which was a psyop, which was a marketing thing. And he employed these things and he watched them steal his alternative reality gaming psyop ability and use it to create QAnon. And he's like, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. And the reason why is because people would think I was crazy. Dude, Putin counts on people thinking that you're crazy if you're like, this is about religion and this is about fascism hiding behind the wall of conservatism. People think you're nuts when you say that in Canada. People think you're crazy when you go, hey, I think MAGA and Maple MAGA are somehow behind the scenes tied into the people that want the same thing. You just heard Jon Stewart say it, right? This is about woke versus unwoke. And if you're unwoke, and if you've got something to drive or a benefit from vilifying woke and supporting unwoke ideologies or, you know, different religions support the lack of wokeness or the lack of judicial racial equality, then you're on our team. And I had a meeting this morning with a gentleman who is a politician out east about a project that he wants to do this digital project. And he rang that bell this morning again. This is a person that comes from that party. He rang the bell again and he was like, Dude, I don't think people realize what's behind that door of new conservatism, maple MAGA and MAGA. It's Vladimir Putin. It is every dictator. And you've got guys like Tucker Carlson out there trying to sell it like it's way better, safer and cheaper. That's the danger. And that's why people like Mr. Veenstra take off. And when I see Alexei Navalny's wife, his wife. She's his a gangster. Wife. His wife. Oh, it's the wives of these these dead Russian diplomats who are attempting gonna, to try to change their country, try to yeah. fix their country. They're going to save. They're going to save us all. She got blocked on Twitter yesterday by Elon Musk. Why do you think Elon Musk bought Twitter? Why do you think you know? Watching Vladimir Putin the other day in his in his interview talk with Tucker Carlson. Talk about how smart Elon Musk is, how great he is, how awesome Twitter is. Well, where did the interview live? Where? On Twitter. Yeah. I mean, come on, everybody. We're, we've connected all the dots. doesn't matter what they say. Their work says they're trying to turn this world of ours into a shithole, an authoritarian shithole. They're trying to make lies and murder and death. What we have to do, though, an I acceptable think... acceptable fucking way to govern human beings. They're trying to literally tell you that it is better in Russia. Well, we just watched that play out with the Veenster family friends, just so you know. No one can find them. There you go. You Suck know what I, I, what I think needs to happen, and I think everybody has to do it individually. I think we have to try to separate... We have to separate money, we have to separate religion, and we have to separate politics. And not an easy thing to do. We've muddied the waters where now we're, we're living in a world where they sort of all coexist. And and the three of them, the, these three separate entities that should be very, very separate, have somehow 
corroded into into this just cesspool of what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. The way we live. I mean, that that speech from that from the you know the head the the father figure of that family that's now disappeared. I mean, he was talking about religion, but he was also talking about politics. And then he and he lost all his money. Elon Musk is siding one way, probably because people are scrolling big checks to him, right? Like, and he listen. You look at a guy like Elon Musk. A lot of people will say, "Well, he lost his mind when his daughter." Because this is true. His daughter disowned him, identified as he or he they instead of she. He got mad at the world. He goes and buys Twitter. Doesn't want to, but does. All of a sudden, this money comes out of other authoritarian countries so he can afford Twitter. And he starts to circumcise people and start questioning him. He, they, he punked this guy named Liam Neeson the other day who just literally created an account to mock Elon Musk. And he got rid of his account because he didn't like being mocked. Then all of a sudden, he platforms Alex Jones. Then all of a sudden, he platforms Tucker Carlson. Then all of a sudden, Tucker Carlson's in Russia after dozens of requests from other outlets. Putin's like, I'll just talk to Tucker Carlson. We'll just air this on Twitter. We'll put this into the worm brains of people in the bots. 76% bot rate, by the way, at Twitter. That was announced the other day. So 76% of the traffic you see is fake, apparently. And the dude, this is not, none of these things are coincidences. Like None of them. Absolutely none. And then you see the same people like Alex Jones, uh, Elon Musk talking about how much Alex was right about the frogs. Pierre Polyev was the gay frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fascinating, right? Like if you're if you're a big dot connector and you like looking at the works of people, man, we laid it all out. Everybody's been laying it out. Wired, Fox, CNN, AP, Axios. They've been laying it out. Man, this is a global movement. This is a conservative, very dangerous theocratic conservative movement without borders that gets their gas from a guy who's just literally trying to take over Europe. Like that's, that's his whole goal. It's like, Hey, how can I get people to support me? Well, you tell him that you're doing I don't think he's that. Jesus. I, oh, I, listen, I, I think Putin is, is evil. And I think he's corrupt. And I think, I think, I think he sees things differently than obviously. Right. Um, yeah. than the average bloke that that's a stupid thing to say, but I don't think he would be dumb enough to go up against NATO. Who Putin? There's no way, There's no way Dean. I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's no I'm way. Lucky. He's seen how difficult he has taking on one country, Ukraine. Have you seen, yeah, but have you seen some of the rumors out there? Like Lithuania is like, we're going to get on war footing. Sweden's getting on war footing. They're ramping I think, up production I think for ammunition in Finland. All of that. I mean, they're going for it. I mean, I think all that is hinged Estonia. on just the overall instability of of the world right now. Maybe. I don't think it's, I don't think it's concerns that Putin is going to start inv invading other parts of Europe. The Danish just, forest minister the other day, he's like, okay, we're going to give Ukraine all of our ammunition. We're ramping up ammunition for ourselves right now because he's not going to stop at Ukraine. If he beats Ukraine. Now you've also got, I, I mean, think so. Oh fuck dude. You've got conservative interests. The United States, Mike Lee GOP. He's on vacation for two weeks, holding up, literally holding up. Uh, the ammunition aid bill for Ukraine, $60 million. Literally. Then you've got, in Canada, Pierre Polyev voting against any aid for Ukraine, including ammunition, holding that up. And you've got them repeating the same... Is he, though? 
is the totally. conservative party stepping in front of aid for Ukraine? A hundred percent. The entire party voted against it. And you know what they cited as a reason to not give people being murdered in their own beds by a theocratic dictatorship. You know what they said? Well, we'll maybe approve it when they get rid of the carbon tax. Carbon tax for lives of Ukrainians. You don't say. You fuck. <laughs> and, 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 and people believe it. That's That's the crazy part. So you've got. Literally, this gentleman, Vladimir Putin, has people in Canada and the United States holding up aid to Ukraine as we speak. You don't think these guys are connected? You got to be fucking kidding me. You've got Tucker Carlson coming to Alberta, getting paid. That same fucking guy got paid to come to your city like a month ago. Yeah. Millions of dollars. To tell the people the same fucking story. I have not heard that the conservative government has stepped in front of aid for oh, Ukraine. The conservatives have. They voted against any they new aid for they don't Ukraine. Have, they can't stop it. They don't have enough votes. Can I, they? I, I don't know. I, the great question. I don't know. But I know yeah. that even the sentiment itself right? is, is still awful. I just don't, because I know that we have done what we can, and which is very limited, just yeah. based on on how like our standing in, in, in world uh, politics and world, you know, wartime efforts canada doesn't i mean we just sent a bunch of drones did we not there's that company in ontario that builds those armored vehicles uh yeah. that got i i those are, those i, I want to think we're doing you've got the ukrainian community in canada responding the ukrainian but that was a government canada. that was a government um um that program. was a government thing for, for the government for the program. armored vehicles. Out I of believe. Mississauga. Yes, I believe. Uh, yes, there Mississauga. are there are several drone programs. Several like like most of the aid that goes to Ukraine out of Canada is from the a Ukrainian lot of it, community. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is 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 private. There's there's a mm-hmm. ton of that. Yes. Yeah. I just I want to think that we have a better system in Canada than they than than maybe the United States when it comes to to supporting our our allies. Right. I, yeah. And again. It's tough because I don't think we can we can't step up into the same. We're not playing in the same playground when it comes no. to how much. No, money like when they can, ask us for like, can you send us some ammunition? The, the request the other day, we have something like, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, it's the wrong number, but I'm gonna say thirty thousand specific kinds of shells that are too old, yeah. so they they were decommissioned. And the Ukra- Ukraine was like, uh, can you please just send us those? We'll figure it out. You, you know what's interesting about about the the conversation about about how the U.S. and other countries are supporting Ukraine is and 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 I didn't even think about it from this perspective until it was said like out loud by Biden in one of his very stumbly speeches there the other last week, but he was trying to promote the fact that it was actually good for the country to send aid to Ukraine. He's like because we spend the money here to make and ship the ammunitions that they need. So we're supporting Americans, mm-hmm. which I didn't think of it that way. When they talk about aid, they, they say we're sending them $250 million, but that's not actually how it works. It actually benefits the country as awful as it sounds, because we're talking about, you know, equipment used to kill other people, but they make that equipment and those ammunitions, those munitions, in the United States, then they put it on ships and planes and they send it over there. So mm-hmm. they benefit from it, right? Mm-hmm. And 
That's it's good for the economy. War is good for the economy. And people look at that like what's bringing the inflation down in the States right now, ironically. Right. Totally it is. Yeah. And should do the same thing for Canada. But again, you know, that sits in messaging, you know, like you see. Yeah. So many people like I had a conversation with someone the other day who knew what I did for a living and, you know, was like, I listen to podcasts. What do you think about Canada sending all of our social assistance money over to Ukraine? I'm like, you clearly don't know how it works. And they're like, yeah, I, yeah, did. I didn't. I'm I, like, I didn't know. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know what was in that bill. It was a free trade bill. We were talking about generating income for Canadians, providing Canadians with jobs so that we could send things over there. Mm-hmm. Just like you're talking about. Same thing in the United States. You ramp up production, manufacturing, you yeah. get jobs, money gets into the economy, the government's willing to spend that money so they can get ammunition. And then it's like, oh well, we just don't want to go. These are this is these are details no one thinks about or talks no, about. No, we don't in you, contrast to that. This is guilty. I'm just as yeah. I'm just as guilty, right? Like you you you, you look at everything on 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 face value. Yeah. Another quick story, and this this one I I watched this YouTube video and it was a breakdown on the sanctions and how much impact they have. Right. Because now Navalny, Navalny, I don't want to see his Navalny, Navalny. You know, what's the worst about that is they're not giving the body back. It's like his family not only lose. Do you want to know what's worse about that? Not only did they not give him the, give the mother, the body back or the wife, Yulia, who by the way, uh, was just reinstated on Twitter after she was blocked for a day. That's her if you want to give her a follow. I just did. Um, his brother, Oleg Navalny, is now missing. Oh. And the mother standing in front of the prison just like saying, can someone just produce the bodies of my children, please? So her bro- the brother was in jail too? No, brother was not in jail. Brother was a free man, obviously, not so free in Russia. And after they killed Navalny, they picked him up. No one's seen him for five days. Jesus. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, scary. where was I going with this? Oh, so this video, and they were talking about, well, they clearly have to do more to sanction Russia, you know, tighten the screws. And they were talking about how Russia has learned to deal with the sanctions and actually has created this, you know, stupid to say it because we all know it, but there is a Russian black market and they're very good at superseding all of these sanctions and finding a way to keep the economy going. And they're fueling this war with millions, billions of dollars from the crude oil production in, in Russia right now. And you're like, well, they're not allowed to ship it. But what they do is they put it on, on boats, disguise the boats, send them out into the deep seas, and then they transfer the oil like literally in the middle of the water. And, um, and then that oil goes to India, right? Cause India has been buying it up or and, China yeah. or China. And everyone knows that it's happening. There's a couple of, there's a, there's a handful of countries that have ignored the worldwide sanctions against Russia. Um, and so they're just doing it. And, uh, and then India produces it and refines it. It's one of the bigger countries in the world for producing crude oil, right? Into the, you know, what we use. Into the yes, marketplace. The, yeah, it goes crude and then you refine it. It turns into gasoline, oil, et cetera, et cetera. They don't yeah. do guess so much what? of that in Russia. They do a ton of it in India. And guess who the biggest supplier or the, the, the consumer is of Indian oil refineries? Canadians? Or the United States of America. 
one hand washes the they, other, dude. They buy more than any. Like yeah. you can't win. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, that's I, the more I learn about these things, the more frustrated life becomes because, mm-hmm. right? Like it just it seems like we're one step forward, two steps back in every possible scenario when it comes to these discussions, right? And and you just can't win. I mean, how many times have we avoided having a conversation because we just know, like I do it, you and I both do it. We've talked about it. We avoid conversation because it's just negative. It's just negative. so negative. You, yeah, 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 yeah. But I've seen that's the thing is I'm switched on to this stuff. I find it fascinating. And, I, and it, it is my, fascinating. Door, my doorway into Russia, Canada, MAGA, Maple MAGA has led me down some interesting paths. And it's introduced me to some interesting relationships with people that I never thought I would get a chance to talk to. Right. And when you talk to people that understand the different parts, how of this all the ge- works, the geopolitical thing, how the pieces fit together, because these are the things that people wonder, like from a disinformation perspective alone, right? The fire hose of disinformation that comes out of that side of the equation, and we like to call them alt right, but it's really Russia, 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 um, is supportive of any party that shares that ideology in around the world, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter that the guy's a murderous dictator because faith is involved. Your religion is involved. The thing that you hold the truest, your core belief systems are involved. That supersedes well, look at Trump. Yeah. Look at look at he has gotten for whatever reason a ton of support from the religious community in the United States of America. And you gotta like, you gotta and like, he's a if that's not upside rapist. down world. Like if that isn't the upside down world, what the hell is? Like that's it's insane to me. And you'll hear crazy. I hear interviews all the time with these very religious people that good people, hardworking, small communities, church on Sundays. They're at every church picnic. Trump's there. That's their that orange demon is their guy. You know why? And it's really simple. It's bizarre. There's, there's, there's two reasons. It is so bizarre. What do you think the two reasons are? Because one is abortion. Okay. The other reason, abortion. And the other one is existential. But he has not- been he's been very wishy-washy on abortion. Oh, dude, whatever works. He's just a fucking pure opportunist who understands he can't go anywhere without the Christian right in the United States. They can't How go is one of the most selfish so, men on the planet? Because he's somehow become a messiah for that. Dude, like it, it's 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 unbelievable listen, to me. You can convince a group of people who believe that their Lord and Savior is someone they have zero proof of. Zero proof. They run their lives with zero proof. They give their entire life to an ideology with Zero proof. Well, who are you going to convince that you're the new savior? Those guys, because they'll believe fucking anything. <laughs> like They'll believe anything. They believe that. They'll believe anything. Super, super simple. And so yeah. a lot of those people are like, that's our ticket to ending abortion. Right. And our ticket to, and this is what people don't understand about the hardcore evangelical community or orthodox communities. They think they're going to live forever. They think. I'm not kidding you. Born again evangelicals, MAGA, mm-hmm. QAnon, Maple MAGA, super, super religious people from the Abrahamic side of religion. And there are people who aren't. They truly believe their eternal life is at stake. And if they don't, they don't complete God's mission of providing at least the thought of salvation to an entire nation. Yeah. 
they're going to go to hell. They'll lose their ticket to heaven. It's called eternal salvation. And it is literally the linchpin for so yeah. many people in Canada and the United States, like the Veenstras that moved to, to, the, to Russia, because Russia has held themselves out for 20 years as the only Orthodox Christian run country that stands up for those Orthodox Christian values militantly. And when your eternal life fucking counts on that, you'll move yeah, to Russia with your eight kids. I didn't think kids. of it that way. Yeah. You know what we? You know what we do need. Oh, and I, and I, and I am the least religious man you will ever meet. But I, I, I pray for those kids, man. They didn't deserve that father and mother. They just didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. You will never convince me. I hope that family is on some level. Uh, I hope they can get that, at least get the kids back. We should. We should wrap up on at least some levity. I don't know. You want to why. talk about that massive heater on your lip or do you want to talk about something no, else? No, I, well, last week was one of the worst weeks of my life. Doesn't I have matter. a new nickname. Splash. You have <laughs> because you had the runs because you came back from Mexico with Montezuma's revenge. You look, by the way, can I just give everybody some advice on that? If yeah. you come back and apparently there's a thing right now, well, I've talked to like, probably a dozen people that were dealing with the same thing I was dealing with. So something's going on in Mexico right now with the water or something. Um, if, if somebody says, take the antibiotics, run to the store and get the antibiotics. It literally, I was eight days in and finally I just succumbed because I'm, I'm a really anti pill guy, but yeah. nothing was changing. If anything it was getting worse. And I took the, the three day dose. I just finished today. Probably and my life better. is is changed. I had no weird. fluids in me. Nothing. So weird. It's almost like it's almost like medical science works. Yeah, but I'm also that guy that um, that believes that if you let your body fight it, I truly believe this. If you, you let your talking. body fight it, and you're strong enough to fight it, yeah. um, I'm not against antibiotics or or finding some medication to help you. But if you can get your body to fight it, you're stronger in the long run. Mm -hmm. That was not happening. Um, and so anyway, um, no, I think we should finish up and I don't know what this says about me as a human being. So we're not going to finish Jimmy, on your cold sore. No, no, no. It's okay. they're dried up. They're fine. I got like six of them right now. One that's in my fine. nose, one in my bum. Like I got them all. Nah, I'm kidding about the bum. Listen, that's um, not a cold sore. <laughs> that's different. Lives in the herpes family. Your whole undercarriage <laughs> from taint to gooch. You got this is herpes. This is, yeah, what is this? Is. Two or one? One's down two. here. Two's up. You got here. simplex two on your face. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, you look like Katie Holmes. No. 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 Listen, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy oh Kimmel and George God. Santos. Can you play this video? You You <laughs> need to set this up because I. This is the funniest thing. Does everybody know what cameo is? Yeah. Explain cameo first of all, and then I'll give me a chance to get to this video. Okay, so Cameo is this web page where you can go on, and if yeah. maybe you're a fan of somebody, you know when I first heard about it was Diener from Fubar. Yeah, Diener from Fubar videos there. that you can pay yes. like celebrities to do if they sign up for it. I, I mocked Nazem Kadri mercilessly when he signed up for it too. Mocked so, mercilessly. So if you love Fubar, like if Fubar is your favorite movie in the world, and you love Diener, you can go on to Cameo. And you can send them a couple of bucks and, and they all set their own sort of pricing depending on their level of fame. Mm -hmm. And you can request a video. And Diener does these really funny songs. Like he'll ask some questions about whoever it is that you're sending the video to. 
you can do it as a gift or whatever. And he will write a song, make a video in his shed. They're hilarious. And But there's lots of people on it. Gary Busey is on it. Have you seen the Gary Busey ones? No. He does Happy awesome? Birthday. Man, he is right out of his tree. You got to go, go to YouTube and look up Gary Busey cameo. And the most recent ones are the reason why I picked him for the celebrity death pool. Our latest round, round 22. Like he does not look good, man. Anyway, so it's the site for celebrities to make some money with their celebrity. And so George Santos, when he got punted from the Senate, he was a, now hold on. What was he down? Congressman. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't he, matter. He was a congressman from New York who was basically yes. kicked out of office for lying about everything, everything from his resume to his criminal record to who he was. He and said he was like, Jewish. He's yeah. not even Jewish. <laughs> so he totally lied about everything. Yeah. They've caught him now. He's been charged with fraud. Okay. So so when those charges came down, they punt him. They're, I think they're retrying to fill his seat there. They just did recently. Yeah, so he goes on cameo. Yeah. He goes on cameo to make a little extra, a little extra money. So Jimmy Kimmel does a bit on his show on late night where he says, we're going to see if George will say it. it. The bit's called, will George say it? And they're masquerading as fake people. And they're sending him cameo requests and the 500 bucks. And then they see if he releases the video and then they play it on the show and i don't know why this makes me laugh so well, the hard. reason why the reason why and i'll play it for you in a second the reason why it's so funny is george santos got all butthurt about it <laughs> sorry for the pun got all butthurt about it and it was like i'm suing so he's suing jimmy kimmel for this even though jimmy paid him for it like anybody else could pay him for it so he's not gonna win the suit Saying that it was fraudulent, he was fraudulently catfished, like how guys and girls get catfished on Tinder, where it's like, "This is me, I'm hot." You show up, and the person's just a disgusting mess. If anything, Santos is making way more money because of Kim Kimmel exposing the fact oh. that he's on it. Like, yeah, totally. Right? Apparently, he's made like a couple hundred grand doing cameos, like just yes. cameo after cameo. Anyway, this is Jimmy laughing at the catfishing. Will George say it? And also talking about the lawsuit and, of course, what George said. We have disgraced former Congressman George Santos, who has a new gig, making videos on Cameo for $400 a pop, which is a dilemma because on one hand, you hate to give money to a guy like George Santos, but on the other, a pretty good chance he has your credit card information already. (laughs) Whatever the case, I couldn't resist. So I sent George through Cameo a number of different uh, ridiculous requests. Like, you could tell them what you want them to say. I didn't say they were for me. I just wrote them and sent them to find out, will Santos say it? Okay, so... I wanted to stop by to congratulate you for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes is a all-time new record, which is amazing and impressive. Congratulations for the win. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, but I hear from a great source that the doctor said that you'll be released from the hospital soon and recover well. Look. Have a speedy recovery and then enjoy the festivities of the end of the year. Bye. Hey, Brenda. 
I wanted to congratulate you on successfully cloning your beloved Schnauzer Adolf. I know it was a lot of trials and tribulations, but you finally did it. Now you get to enjoy Adolf and be happy. So give him a belly rub for me. Mwah. Hey, Ron's wife. Uh, Ron wants you to call him George, but then again, not George, because his name's Ron. I'm George. Uh, anyway, just call call him George. But again, no, really, just call him Ron. I'm George. He's not George. He's Ron. You haven't. He hasn't seen you, Swishy, or the kids since his disco birthday, and it's not fair. Um, you keep accusing him of burning down the shed, shooting off fireworks, but he was trying to scare off a bear to protect you. This isn't fair. He loves his swooshy, and he just wants his family to be together on Christmas. And if not on Valentine's Day or Flag Day, just watch out for bears, swooshy. Bye. There you go. Oh, my go. God. That's yeah, brilliant. so he got catfished. He totally got catfished, but you signed an agreement. I looked into it before we got on the show because I knew we were going to mention it today. You signed an agreement with Cameo that says if you take the money and you say the stuff. It's you, on you. It's on you, dog. Yeah, yeah. So Georgie Boy's fucked, which is great. I might send Diener some money. How about how about how about, how about, the, from schnauzer, how about the Schnauzer Adolf? <laughs> You know what the best part of this is for me watching those videos Botox and Juvederm. That was the best part for me. His face like, like he looked like a sex doll. Oh. So oh. the best part for me is just imagining how much fun that writer's room would be. Yeah. Somebody comes up with the idea with the camera. You got like five or six guys. Kimmel's in there. Yeah. Sleeves are rolled up, and you're trying to come up with the dumbest, most believable shit to send them. Makes me wonder what he didn't read if he read that shit. Well, and you know, he probably had to send a handful before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there might have been a couple that were a little too weird for for George, so he probably oh. didn't read them. So you're totally right. So if if it's four hundred bucks a pop, yeah, we just I think I've heard. That Jimmy has played back on the show five or six. Yeah. That's a lot of money. He's thrown a lot of money at George. Yeah, dude. He's giving him like, if I'm doing my math and he gets like, let's say he gets 400 US a pop. Let's say he does six, right? It's 2,400 bucks. 2,400 bucks. And yeah. maybe there was six he didn't read. So he's yeah. probably in, he's probably into George for five grand worth every penny. <laughs> uh. I Can love you imagine it. writing that down on your expenses? Five grand to catfish George Santos on Cameo. You know what I love about <laughs> Jimmy? And I don't watch Kimmel. That's brilliant. The clips that I see about him is he is very resentful. He takes that fucking comedy low road all the time. This kind of stuff, I fucking love that kind of content. Because George Santos is an idiot. Really? I've never an picked idiot. up on that from oh, you. Yeah. Totally love, it. love it. Can't get enough. Anyway, good to see you. Thanks for doing this today. Great to see that you. Was, that was a good one. That was a good. It was a little heavy today. I, I I pray that they find that those kids from that family. I I I'm just sick about that whole story. It's just so gross. Well, if any you're gonna blame anybody, you blame Mr. Veenstra. Blame the mom and the dad. Let me yeah, also no, say I, this: there's you no know year well, you know when a crazy person blame. has eight kids, he and the wife are crazy, and they're gonna do something crazy like move to a 
theocratic, dictatorial, genocidal country. That's why parental rights don't exist in Canada. Just wanted to point well, that out. Well, I will do that. I've done this this math before, too. I've, I've talked about this multiple times, but there's also family math. Do you know what family math is? I don't. New okay, thing? If you have one kid, that's weird. If you have two, your odds of having two fairly normal kids are pretty good, right? I mean, there's always a possibility that one's going to go a little sideways. Yeah. If you have three... You're no you boy, got a 50 no. 50-50 chance that one of your kids is gonna be not hooked up, right? I don't know what it is. Four, it's a 75% chance that five, one of those four or five. You're just increasing the odds of insanity within your offspring. They have eight. L- literally, he's probably got three kids. Yeah. Right? Like that's Probably thinking, words. He's probably thinking, listen, and, if we get out of here, I might want to leave like four or five of these behind. It's probably what he's Unbelievable. Thinking. It's so yeah. sad. It's so hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, check out that story. Much more Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co for more details. Again, you can get everything we do here at Cryer Media on YouTube. You can watch this podcast live. Dean Blundell Show Live. That is Lachlan Cross, host of 957 Cruise FM's morning show at Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Get him at 957cruisefm.ca weekday mornings. He's the host of the locker room. Uh, but again, thank you to you for being part of the show. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Was that an hour? Hour and six minutes? Give us all that time. Thank you very much. Uh, and don't forget, brought to you by our friends at Cantorque, makers of rugged, hardworking torque wrenches, Canada's leading industrial tool experts, giving you the very best in sales, service, rentals, calibration, maintenance, and custom fabrication of industrial torque tools. What are torque tools? Why don't you go there and check it out? You can see an entire line of his products. You can have a look at his services, brand new website, cantorque.com. Go to cantorque.com. They've got everything from tool rentals, calibration services, repairs for custom fabrication, distribution opportunities. Yeah, he'll give you a job. Cantorque offers a complete range of services, products, making you them your one-stop destination for all of your bolting solution needs. Saving you time, effort, and hassle. 20 years in the business. They are worldwide out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Proudly Canadian manufactured in Canada as well. One of the very few people that can say that. So go to cantorque.com today and give them your business or just give them a look. Give them a call. Looking for an industrial torque solution? They've got it. Go to cantorque.com. Also brought to you by Muse Massage Spa. The ladies, Emily and Riley, have a lovely podcast out now. You can go to their Patreon for the full juice or you can go to anywhere you get your fine podcast. Subscribe to the Muse on the Mic podcast, which you can also get at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co for that as well. And any information on the ladies, they are sexologists, advocates for sex work industry. And you can get that at MuseMassageSpa.com. Muse Massage Spa, it is Canada's premier body rub parlor. And they are at 1290 Finch Avenue West, Unit 13, Toronto, Ontario. Go to MuseMassageSpa.com for more details. And make sure you download their new podcast, Muse on the Mic. My girls are incredible. Emily and Riley guaranteed you'll enjoy it and you'll learn a lot about the industry as well and of course brought to you by gitch ed's fine imports his gitch can be on you they're on us buy three get one free gitch three at checkout they've got multiple colors they got four packs they got singles and when you buy three you get another one for free if you use promo code gitch number three at checkout 15 percent off your entire order when you give them your email address at the end of your checkout as well receive exclusive access to new arrivals promotions contest invites and more uh ed's fine imports clothing for men and boys go to edsfineimports.com 
Check out his underwear. Gitch3 is your promo code. The underwear is luxurious. Boxer briefs, pouch in the front, engineered for any level of performance, made for Canadians by Canadians, so the pouch is big enough. Eh, eh. And you can go to Ed's Fine Imports today and check them out. Ed'sFineImports.com. Gitch3 is your promo code. Of course, brought to you by our friends at Gitch, engineered for any level of performance as well as everyday life. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on this very podcast with my friend Charles Adler. Have a nice time. Don't forget, rate, subscribe, everything we do, wherever you get your podcasts, and, of course, YouTube. Cryer Media, Cryer.co is where you can find us, including an offering of our entire podcast network, which, by the way, is all in one place. Over 100 podcasts to suit your fancy, Cryer.co. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.